Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Or I'm going for dinner tonight. We're all going to Chris Canny's house. You, I need, me, I need some of that food. Chris Carlin, who joins Courtney Cronin and Harry Douglas now here on Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and streaming live on ESPN+. Plus. So while we're at the barbecue at Canny's house, whether it's, you know, here in New York or whether we're down, you know, visiting him in, in South Carolina, yes. Chris, mm-hmm. um, we'll probably be talking about James Harden and the fact that he took a $15 million pay cut to stay with the Philadelphia 76ers. He opted into that $47.3 million option and then ended up working out this deal two years to stay with the Philadelphia 76ers. Does this make them contenders now because of what they can still do to fix this roster? I mean, I guess it I guess it depends. I mean, I listen, the PJ Tucker move is, you know, just ideal for them. I, I don't think that could be any better. They still, to me, um, need a little bit more shooting, but and I know I'm saying that with with Tobias Harris and James Harden there. The, it's just what is Harden going to be? Like I you read how it comes out. And we're talking about James Harden, like he's got this incredible history of great off-season workouts. <laughs> I mean, uh, that that's it's a bit much to take in regards to that from from Harden's side of the camp. But it's also, uh, I, I I commend him in that you're helping out the team. And I can't believe I'm saying this, but he actually came out of the whole situation looking like the most sane one to get out of town with Brooklyn with what happened. Chris, I got to ask you, with the Joel Embiid coming back healthy, a James Harden and that crew being able to have a full offseason together, you look at the pieces that they added, uh, you talk about DeAnthony Melton, the guy who can come in and give you instant offense, Daniel House Jr., to go along with P.J. Tucker like you just mentioned as well. If Doc Rivers can't get it done this year or even make a finals appearance with the Philadelphia 76ers, do you think he would be their coach the following year? No chance. No chance. I think he's still the coach because they played a, they paid him a fortune and they would have to pay a new coach if it's if it's somebody that's established or really good, at least another ten million a year. I mean, you're talking about they owe him twenty four million over the next three. So then you're gonna double up and pay a coach even more another ten. I don't think they wanted to do that. And I can't necessarily blame them. It's just we know what Doc's postseason history is. It's got to be better than what it has been outside of uh, the one championship that he won with Boston. We all know that it it's checkered, uh, littered, I should say, with failure in some big spots. So I, I don't think so, Harry. I mean, if they don't make a legit at least conference finals run, I don't know how you would keep him as the coach. Kenny and Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Courtney Cronin, Harry Douglas, talking with Chris Carlin, host of this show 
Um, Yankees Red Sox is this weekend. You you had mentioned Boston, so that of course got my um, got my gears turning a little bit. As we know, the New York Yankees are on a big old hot streak right now. In this AL East matchup that we'll obviously have on our way, airwaves here at ESPN, some people call it the biggest rivalry in sports and the best one. I am not uh, going to subscribe to that East Coast bias, but let's get to the point. Can New York stay hot? Um, listen, it's been a ridiculously uh, successful first half. I don't think they're going to continue at this pace, but I do think they're going to run away with the division. Uh you're right. It's not the best rivalry in sports anymore. It doesn't have that heat or energy to it that it used to. And we were talking about that this morning, Hembo and I on the air. And really, what it needs to get ramped back up is for Aaron Judge to sign with the Red Sox this offseason. Oh which would just, I mean, it, it, this New York would implode if that happened. Um, that aside, I mean... They do have a Garrett Cole issue on their hands because he's been very good, but he has not been $324 million good. He hasn't been the guy that they can rely on in, in the tightest of situations. His ERA in the postseason as a Yankee is four. When he was in Houston, it was 2.2. And we can go to the spider tech if we want, but really more than anything else, you watch the guy – his body language is terrible. It, you know, when things are not going right, you can't. He, he's one of those pitchers where if the slightest thing is off, he he just can't get it together. And that, you know, they won last night, but you give up five runs. And, and I mean, Rafael Devers is absolutely as daddy as Pedro Martinez would yes. say. He, he just <laughs> absolutely owns him in every way. And you look at last year when a lot of the Marvels won, the, well, all the Marvels won the table, and you go to your ace and Garrett Cole, the wild card game, and he put up the display that he did and had to lead that game, had an early exit. But I want to ask you about Alex, um, excuse me, about Aaron Judge. When you look at Aaron Judge and the home runs that he's hit so far, do you think there's a chance he gets to 661? And if he does get to 61, do you think he can surpass 61 and get to 62 to have I the think, most ever in Yankee history? Yeah, I mean, listen, if this was like it was five, six years ago, I absolutely believe that could happen. I would say, based on the fact that he just had a little calf issue, and that's something that has been a problem for him before, and there have been plenty of soft tissue issues, I... I I can't believe that, first of all, the Yankees played him in 80 of the first 82 games. I would have to believe that they're going to hold him out more in the second half. And it's going to frustrate him, but it really is for the best in terms of the postseason and all that. So, Harry, like, I mean, I think for that to happen, for him to get a chance to try to break the record, he's got to play in at least 150 games. Um he may get 10 games off in the second half. He may get more because they're running away with it. And that's going to, as I said, it's going to frustrate him. But I think ultimately they're going to sit him entirely too much for him to end up breaking Roger Maris's record. Be sure to tune in to that American League rivalry on Sunday as the Red Sox host the Yankees. Coverage of Sunday Night Baseball begins 6 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app, and then 7 p.m. over on ESPN. We're talking with Chris Carlin, host of Canty and Carlin, right here on ESPN Radio. Chris, before I let you go, 12 years ago today, July 8th, 
2010 was the decision. LeBron James uttering those famous words that he was taking his talents to South Beach. As you reflect back on those moments and all of the uh, flack that came towards LeBron in the aftermath, what are your thoughts? Um, Just that, uh, you know, it, it was it was just such incredible hype leading up to it and seeing him go uh, to South Beach. He caught a lot of flack at the time from people like me uh, for doing it because it looked like it was the easy way out when he was going with Bosch and Wade. Uh, but it was the advent of a new era in professional sports when we really uh, consider that. In, just in that players really had the ability to to build it themselves to, that they had the power to build it themselves um it's not like we didn't have super teams before right uh because i mean listen the the lakers were a super team <laughs> you know in the 80s they were just put together exceptionally well this was more about the the player empowerment and i think that's been a good thing i think there are, are cases where it's not a good thing i think you look at brooklyn right now and it hasn't been a great thing but um Overall player empowerment, I think, is a great thing. And by the way, can I it just, it's been bugging me since I heard it at the beginning. And it bugged me since early in the week. Can we just address the whole cookout thing for a second? Of course. It's your show. Yeah, well, I mean, tread, really. tread lightly now. Tread lightly. No, no, listen, I, I appreciate where Chris is coming from on it. Yes, when you're having a cookout, you want to have a lot out there. But as I said in there, if you heard it, you got me in front of the grill all day. I mean, listen, I'll cook. Yeah, you can't That's enjoy good. it. I, I, I mean, I better have a designated person who is going to make sure that while I am grilling with my left hand, there is a beer in my right hand, and it's never empty. Thanks. How, Like me sweating in front of the grill for four straight hours – that's not appetizing for anybody. Four I don't care hours? what I got on that What are you grill. cooking for four hours? You well, have to be attending to. He's talking about steaks. He's talking about ribs. He's Steak t- like- take 20 minutes. If you're cooking them longer than that, you, honestly, 20 minutes is probably too long. You'd be burning that thing up. All right, but do I have the, oh, do do I have have the world's largest grill? Courtney? Yeah, Chris, how big is your grill? That's what I want to know. It's a, it's a normal size grill. Like how many burners are we talking about? Like four, six, I got six, three, eight? but, I got three, but don't, your God, don't mention burners to Chris because if I don't cook on charcoal, I'm not cooking. Oh, well, okay. I, I feel, yeah, I feel I the same way, though. That's not Like I'm a charcoal, uh, char, charcoal grill too guy. Much, too much work. Gas is where it's oh, at. Oh, no. The food, mm-hmm. It tastes totally different. Well, Chris, I assume you have a gas grill. I do. Okay. Gas is where it's at. You got to have a gas line. Not even this propane tank stuff. Like, have it right into the ground. Okay, are y'all not going to listen to the brothers? <laughs> all right, I'm just going to damn it. I'm going to say it. Y'all not going to listen to the brothers? I would think we would know about barbecue and all this kind of stuff. I've y'all not going to listen to the brothers? I've seen your spreads. And see, Harry absolutely aligns with Chris Canty on this because Harry has nine different meats I do. at I his do. barbecues. I do. Like, he's Arby's, but in, in another <laughs> sense because he's got lobster, he's got... King salmon that he just Reels, caught fresh. Chicken, like you are that. You're the lady on the Thanksgiving <laughs> thing. The yams, potatoes. That lady yes, who's singing. Like except yeah. it's except it's a Thursday at your house in the, in the summer. The yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I can appreciate all of it. And if I'm a guest, hey, I'll be there. Don't worry. I'll I'll no, do my I, part. I understand what you're saying though, Chris. Because like I like when I cook. And I cook so much, it's like you're so tired and exhausted. Sometimes you don't even want to eat the food. You're so tired. Yeah. But but, but, I mean, Harry, if you're cooking legitimately, how long are you in front of that charcoal grill? 
Well, you got to check it every now and then because, see, I just burn one side of the grill. And sometimes I put the ribs on the left side and close it and let that do. And then I take How it off. How big is your grill? If you're cooking it, this much stuff, like not like a little one. smoky. Like no, I don't have a big one. <laughs> okay, so this is. Boom! Yeah. Turn it up. Turn it yeah. up. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. All right, we're letting Chris Carlin go on this note. We're coming to Chris Canty's house next week for the cookout. Chris Carlin, host of Candy and Carlin, joining Courtney Cronin and Harry Douglas right here on ESPN Radio. Chris, thanks so much. Good weekend to you. For a second, I thought they were playing me off. <laughs> I mean, it's probably me. I'm the one. I'm the one driving this this bus into the river right now. Thanks, All guys. right, we'll see you soon, Chris. Thanks so much. Thanks. Coming up next is Draymond Green correct in his assessment of Kevin Durant's trade request. We discuss next, Kenny and Carlin, and the cookout. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive is proud to team up with Hello Alice to support small businesses. Get access to small business resources and learn about small business grants at HelloAlice.com. Courtney Cronin, Harry Douglas holding it down on a Friday afternoon on Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and the ESPN app. As always, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. So Draymond Green had a lot to say about Kevin Durant's pending decision about where he wants to go after requesting a trade from the Brooklyn Nets. And all that goes into that, how people view Kevin Durant and other situations that might not play out the exact same way. Take a listen to what Draymond Green had to say on the Volume Sports podcast about how Kevin Durant is viewed right now and why his situation shouldn't be considered normal. If Kevin Durant says, I I actually don't want to be here anymore, I want to go to somewhere else, why does it matter? Why does that make you weak? Why does that make him, you know, it means he's running from something. If someone leaves Google to go to Apple, after three or four years. And then they leave Apple after two years to go to Tesla. And then they leave Tesla after four years to go to DocuSign. No one's going to say that person ran. Everyone's going to say that person did what was best for their career. 
Okay, so here's the thing that I don't understand about this. And, and seriously, if there's someone listening right now that works for Google, Apple, Tesla, DocuSign, please let me know. Do you have to sign a contract, a binding contract, to work at those places? Like, And, and I'll give myself for an example. I have a three-year contract that I just signed with ESPN. Last, uh, you know, when I when I switch beats to go from Minnesota to the Chicago Bears, like if I want to get out of my contract and go somewhere else, I can't just be like, all right, deuces, ESPN, send me somewhere else for stuff. I would never want to go anywhere. I love working at this company. But like I'm trying to use this as an example. And I would rather go with these two places. Exactly. <laughs> Would ESPN let me go do that? It makes no sense. And so, like, I look at Kevin, I look at Draymond Green, like, you know, bless bless his heart on this because he's standing up for his friend, but it's comparing an apple to a hot dog here because (laughs) at-will employees typically can say, all right, I'm out, two weeks' notice, I'm leaving. Kevin Durant has four years left on his contract, Harry Douglas. Like, him... It's it's not a, it's a, of course it's about player empowerment but it's it's not the same and he's trying to equate it to be like you wouldn't get mad at these people for leaving so why are you getting mad at Kevin Durant? And, and, and the example I used this morning was like one thing we know about the NBA right it's ran by players yeah. we do know that and they have a lot of say so in a lot of things and the star power there is on another level versus the NFL which is ran by the NFL sure. owners. Right, they pay Roger Goodell the commissioner's fee, and they he they, he basically does what they te- what they tell him yeah, to do. Yeah, because that's his boss. Right, exactly. Or, yeah. But All when you them. look at this, the players have benefited from this, and like um, Brian Winhorse said this morning, the difference between a few players that I named, which was um, who was I named? Ben Simmons, James Harden, yeah. Kyrie Irving, guys and that Kevin forced Durant. their way out. Yes, they only had like a year or two left on their deals. Kevin Durant just signed a four-year deal that doesn't kick in until this year. Mm-hmm. I know, and that and that's the thing that like Draymond Green kind of failed to mention here. Like he didn't have like Kevin Durant like doesn't have leverage, and we knew this. This is why like this is so absurd to me that we've even gotten to this point. And no, I don't blame Kevin Durant for saying. This is a toxic situation. I want out. Because what Draymond Green went on to mention, and this is about like a 10-minute clip on this podcast, is that athletes only have a finite amount of time to play at the level where they're playing. Like, Kevin Durant is a superstar. Mm -hmm. He won't be a superstar forever because he's going to be 34 years old this coming season. So, of course, you've got to make decisions, business decisions, within this window. Correct. Of time that you have. So, you, of course, no one's faulting him for that. And the thing that drives me nuts, Harry, is that when Draymond Green's talking about this, like people criticizing Kevin Durant and, and what he run for, ran from and anything, no one's criticizing him about the Brooklyn Nets thing. I think that Draymond Green's almost kind of like internalizing that, but like saying it out loud. Like people were criticizing him for going to the Golden State Warriors yep. because he was ring chasing. No one's, no one's criticizing him leaving and going to the Brooklyn Nets. No, it, like from the Brooklyn Nets and, yeah. Oh, like because he, he wanted to do go. it on his own, right? Yeah. He wanted to do it on his own. And then when you get there, you see all kind of dysfunction happening. And so you decide that you want to go. So are we really faulting him for, for that? No, we're not really faulting him for that. But at the same time, he does have a four-year contract. He does. Seats. And so, like, leverage is not on Kevin Durant's side. But we will see what the Brooklyn Nets end up doing? Like, are they going to bend to his will? Are they going to say, hey, we do appreciate you being here. We will send you to where you want. Harry and I have talked about this. I don't really think it's the smartest idea for them. Like, go get whatever you you want for Kevin Durant because the second he's gone, you go back into oblivion as the Brooklyn Nets. I don't care who else is on your roster and how many draft picks you get, whatever. Like, Kevin Durant 
is a top two, top three player in the NBA right now. The second he's gone, your team changes. So you shouldn't necessarily just like do what you need to do to make Kevin Durant happy. Like do what you need to do. It's a business. It is a business. Do what you need to do to keep the organization afloat. That no one is talking about, and I want to put on everyone's minds who's listening right now. Kevin Durant is gone. If Kyrie Irving is gone, why Steve Nash still in Brooklyn? That, we're going to get to that later in the show because we need to address that because we don't know if he can coach. Yeah. We don't know that thing. We don't know anything about that yet. We know that that was their choice, them being the powers, the two players who, you know, the ownership group and the entire team ceded all of their power to. Yep. If those two are gone, Steve Nash is on borrowed time. We'll get into that here later on Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. But coming up next, ESPN Radio Two Days continues with the Washington Commanders. But first, Harry's going to tell you this from Indeed. If the July heat, which it is, is making you sweat, your staffing situation, then just visit Indeed. Their end-to-end hiring solution is the number one source for hires in the U.S. according to Talent Nest. When you sponsor a job, you'll get matched instantly with candidates whose resumes on Indeed meet your job description. And you can even earn up to $500 in sponsored job credits when you conduct virtual interviews on the website. Terms and conditions apply. Get started at Indeed.com slash credit. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Canty and Carlin, Courtney Cronin, Harry Douglas, sitting in for the guys on this Friday afternoon. Let's continue our ESPN Radio two-a-days segment on the Washington Commanders. Another SWAT analysis, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats for the Commanders in 2022. Harry, this is a team that just got a new quarterback, probably the last chance for Carson Wentz to prove that he's a starter in the NFL. What is their biggest strength this season? It would have to be that defensive line. But that same defensive line last year that was, that was disappointing. Chase Young got hurt, and they did not live up to the standards that everyone held them to coming into the 2021 season. Now, in 2022, this defensive line has to be dominant that we are accustomed to, accustomed to seeing them be. You have Chase Young, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, Montez Sweat. You have all these guys. Mathis, they just, just drafted out of Alabama. They love these Alabama guys, I tell you that, and for good reasons. But this defensive line has to be a force to be reckoned with and dominate, sack the quarterback, create havoc, and just be the physical specimens that they are. They have to be in order for this defense to be on point. They were 7-10 and 10 
In 2021, they finished third place in the NFC East. They missed out of the playoffs after they made it a season prior. Um, and the NFC East got better this offseason in a couple of different ways. The commanders have a lot of change around them. But as Harry mentioned, that defensive line has kind of been the consistent for them. But can they reach their ceiling this year? The pass rush, always important in the NFL. And it feels like if they can actually assume that and assume that responsibility, they could mm. be one of the better ones in the league. All right, so weaknesses here. You can take this a lot of different ways because oh. internally, this inside the franchise, yes, they've got the a lot of weaknesses and there's still some on the roster. Some might say the quarterback. So I'm going with quarterback. Just because of simple fact, you look at the situation that Carson Wentz went into last year with the Indianapolis Colts and his job was just not to lose them damn game. And he had multiple opportunities. You look at the Tennessee Titans game when he's throwing interceptions and throwing pick sixes and he had the one in overtime that that ultimately led to the game-winning drive for the Tennessee Titans. Then you look at the Raiders game where he couldn't make certain throws. And then through all the thick and thin, because Carson Wentz technically did not play bad last year, but it was the moments that caught up with him. You look at the Jacksonville Jaguars. All you have to do is win that game, and you're You're into the playoffs. And Carson Wentz didn't show up or show out. The Jacksonville Jaguars showed up and showed out on them. So Carson Wentz, for me, is he going to be able to come into this Washington Commanders t- team? I almost said the old name by mistake. I'm sorry, y'all. Is he going to be able to come to this team and lead the troops on the offensive side of the ball and be successful? But in key moments, is he going to be – he don't have, doesn't even have to be great. Is he going to be good enough mm-hmm. to get them over the hump? doesn't have to be great. He just has to be good enough to offense. not lose the game for him. Okay. So is he – third best quarterback in the NFC East, the why, fourth best why, quarterback. Why are you doing this to me? I'm sorry, I don't why know. Why are you doing Because I need me? to know, like, is he the worst or is he, like, the second worst? Well, he played better than Daniel Jones did last mm-hmm. year. But I think the, the the big moments where you needed Carson Wentz to be that guy, he did not do that. That's why he's no longer in Indianapolis, and they decided to go with a guy like Matt Ryan. Kenny and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN App. So opportunities for the Washington Commanders – clean start for them I guess if if Daniel Snyder gets voted out that's my opportunity and I know that that's probably a far-fetched opportunity but um as it pertains to the football field opportunities I'm gonna go with the wide receivers I think this group is a little bit better than people give them credit for and can be sneaky really really good this year Terry McLaurin a guy who has been phenomenal since going to the Washington Commanders uh you look at Curtis Samuel he's gonna be able to come back came over from the Carolina Panthers a year ago and Injuries basically played his career last year, his season last year, Jahan Dotson. They took him this year from Penn State, a young man who can make acrobatic catches. Um, he's going to be quarterback friendly. You have Diami Brown from North Carolina that they got last year as well. So this wide receiver group, I'm looking forward to making some plays, and they're sneaky better than a lot of people think. He just got an extension too, Terry McLaurin. Yes, that he is did. a three-year contract extension. Uh, this offseason, we, we – Knew it would get done. Uh, $28 million signing bonus that came with that. It's a three-year deal worth up to $71 million. One of the better wide receivers in the league. We just don't talk about him enough, probably because he's on the Washington Commanders. Mm-hmm. All right, threats to this team. Oh, threats. I could go with Snyder, but you already brought him up and mentioned him. But I'm going to go with the, the division. You look at last year okay. against the Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys, the Washington Commanders went 0-4. That cannot happen if they look to have playoff hopes, if they look to win this division. You cannot go 0-4 and 
versus those two, those two teams because those are the te- two teams right now. Now, granted, I think the Philadelphia Eagles are going to win the East this year, and the ca- them and the Cowboys are going to fight it out. Mm-hmm. But the Commanders cannot go 0-4 against those two teams. And I think the Giants are going to be a little bit better too. So you cannot afford to have four or five losses in your division and expect to compete for a playoff spot or even the division. Yeah, and if you're Carson Wentz, you can't expect to – be the quarterback of a team that does that or you'll be out of a job soon and yep. you will be a backup for the rest of your again. career again this has happened before all right we're going to continue on with the washington commanders with an expert shortly here on espn radio part of our two a days coverage you're listening to candy and carlin on espn radio and the espn app cronin harry douglas here on canty and carlin we were talking with chris carlin earlier this afternoon about cookouts because he and Kenny got into a discussion earlier about how much you should cook for a cookout if you're inviting people over and Chris Carlin brought up the point of like I don't want to be cooking for four hours that you're coming to my house I don't want to be standing in front of the grill sweating over it the entire time I want to enjoy it so also part of that is the cleanup now Courtney Cronin an electric gas grill owner Excuse me, gas grill owner, not electric. Gas grill Ooh, owner. Um, trust the brothers. <laughs> I clean my grill by taking those inserts, whether it's like the thing that goes over where the burners are, the metal grate that you put the meat on, and I put that in the dishwasher. <laughs> my co-host, Harry Douglas, told me that I'm crazy for uh, doing that. You are not supposed to put items from your grill inside the dishwasher. But like, why? What is the logic? Like, especially like when you're grill say you're grilling on a charcoal grill. Like, okay. you put that stuff in the dishwasher. Now you got black stuff all over the place in the dishwasher and things like that. That is meant to be washed in the sink. And even you can get, I've gotten heat in my household and growing up doing it in the sink at times. But normally you, you take that bad boy outside with that water hose. And That's you, how you clean it off? You but get, like, yeah, with them Brillo pads. Girl, like, you ain't grew up on the Brillo up in the Brillo pads. I used to wash my tires on my cars with them Brillo pads too. Yes, the Brillo pads. I'm old school with it. Brillo okay. pads. Okay, so Harry, Harry's saying Brillo pads. I, I'm concerned about salmonella and cross-contamination. <laughs> Shannon Penn, our producer, has an electric grill. He's making hot dogs tonight. So his wife right now, you said you can see her outside the window cleaning the grill. How does one clean an electric grill? Well, electric grill, no. We got like the foreman, so you can take the top off the electric grill and actually bring it in the house and wash it in the sink real quick. That, that's the whole point of having the electric grill. No, no, no fuss. Like, I don't feel like dealing with all the Brillo pads and the charcoal. I agree. It tastes better with the charcoal, but I don't feel like doing all of that. So make it real easy. Bring the top of the electric grill in. Wash it off in the sink and get it going. Don't be saying it with no animosity towards me. I ain't doing all of that. I hear your voice, Shannon. But I got to ask you this. Do your your wife put it in the dishwasher? (laughs) Oh, no. She's not doing (laughs) it. She ain't doing that. You guys, like, are you acting like this is a crime? You got to have some dishwasher integrity, Courtney. Well, I I don't want, like, old meat on the grill the next time I, I grill. Like, Brillo pads. I'm going to get my nails all messed up. My hands are going to be gross. You do have pretty nails, like, though. I noticed that Thank yesterday. you. You know, I try. I try. And, I, you know, the reason that It was sh- green the last time we worked together. The, this time it's their pain. The, the reason he stays so nice? Because I'm putting my stuff in the dishwasher, and I'm not doing it by hand. Touche. Touche. That's the way that my nails stay nice and my cuticles stay soft. Candy and Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Courtney Cronin, Harry Douglas. Pleased to be joined by Ben Standig. 
senior writer for The Athletic. He covers the Washington Commanders. Ben, a couple weeks ago, Terry McLaurin agreed to a three-year contract deal worth up to $71 million. It didn't feel like he was leaving or going anywhere else. So now that this thing is done, what does it mean for the Commanders? Yeah, uh, thanks for having me on. Um, You know, I don't know if you guys are aware, but this place has been kind of under a dark cloud for a while and just getting any good news is helpful for the fan base, for the organization to move forward. And locking up Terry McLaurin, who's not just their best offensive player, arguably their best player, but he's a locker room leader, a guy that you can kind of point to, the coaches can point to, and tell the younger guys to kind of do what he does. I think it just eases things a, a lot for Ron Rivera and everybody else kind of over there. It doesn't change the things that are happening off the field, but at least it gives some, uh, some signs of stability on the field, and, and this is a team. I mean, I just heard that cl- t- clip from Joe Theismann. Sure, it's easy to sort of mock Washington and say, come on, you know, they haven't done anything for some time, and, and all that's true, but I, I do think they have a chance to, to contend in the NFC East. That says something about the other teams in the division um, and the potential that they have on this roster, so I don't think it's inconceivable that they have a good year. The odds are, of course, to say it, we'll say that don't, don't bet the house on that based on what we've seen, not just with Ron Rivera, but also just under the years of Dan Snyder. Ben, the defensive line is going to be important to anything that the Washington Commanders want to do, especially defensively. Uh, Chase Young got hurt last year. What's the deal on his health? Do you know where he's at right now? Yeah, they, they were a little coy about that during uh, OTAs when he spoke. You know, obviously, you know, teams don't always give you update information when a player will be back. If you look at it from like a nine-month period from when he tore his ACL, that would be right around end of training camp, week one, somewhere in there. So you would think there's a good chance he'd be able to, to go. That said, his surgery, and I'm not a, a doctor here, but they basically grafted part of his patella tendon from his healthy knee onto the injured knee. Um, in talking to some people about that, that doesn't seem necessarily like crazy odd and, and a setback, but, but it is something that these ACL timelines are often stated of nine to 12 months. And maybe that pushes him back a little bit beyond the nine months, which then gets to the point of, is he ready for week one? Is it possible he starts the year on IR or something like that? I, I think that's possible, but we don't really know a ton right now. He, Chase Young is saying all the right things, you know, about, about being optimistic. So we'll see once we get to training camp, if we have any clear signs of that. But I do think there's a chance he starts the year at least missing the opener and possibly a little bit more depending on, you know, what, the, the severity of the of the surgical procedure and what it means for his recovery. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. We're talking with Ben Standig, senior writer for The Athletic, covering the Washington Commanders. Carson Wentz has a new home. What were your takeaways from seeing him with the Washington Commanders during OTAs and minicamp? Yeah, you know, it's funny. On the very first day that we saw him, I tweeted out, here's my Carson Wentz experience after one hour. Uh, he's very tall which is notable because last year they had Taylor Heineke who was undersized. He's got a big arm. Those suit the size and the arm alone raises the ceiling of Washington's offense. He's not afraid to throw the ball down the field. But, but in that first hour, he also threw an interception, and I tweeted all this out. And the polarization that came from that, both Washington fans who are a bit apprehensive, the Colts and Eagles fans who saw this show before, and basically said my, my tweet described the Carson Wentz experience in a nutshell. Uh, I, I think that's kind of where I'm at. I think there's definite potential. And if this is the guy that you know, we've seen, maybe not at that 2017 MVP level, but just a quarterback who's a, who can make the throws in this league, 
would be a lot for an organization that doesn't have, <laughs> sorry that hasn't had that for years. Certainly not since Terry McLaurin's been in the league. They need that. So it's yeah, all eyes on Carson Wentz. We'll see how he performs. I, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt since the, what happened before was not was before I started covering. But at the same point, it's hard to ignore when a guy has gotten you know kind of thrown out by two teams in consecutive years. Uh, a lot of it having to do with football reasons, and, and Washington is really going to need him to step up and, and help get this thing going offensively. But like I said, I do think he raises their ceiling, and I think that's you know that's important for now. When you look at the running back room, you have Antonio Gibson, who was damn good. You have J.D. McKissick, who's damn good too. But you, now you have Brian Robinson Jr. How are they going to be able to use all three of those guys to make a difference on Sundays or Mondays or Thursdays whenever they're playing? Right. This is a great question that the fantasy football world is certainly asking all of us. Um, yeah, it's a really good question. I mean, look, Antonio Gibson has been pretty productive in his first two years in the league. At times, he looks like one of the better breakaway running backs, just offensive players in general in the league. I do think, however, he's been miscast as sort of a bell cow back. He was an actual wide receiver in college and transitioned to running back straight out of the draft. And, you know, he's got the size to run to run inside and, He's got the speed to get away from defensive backs, but injuries have been have existed his first two years. He had a really bad case of fumbles uh, last season, and I think the Ryan Robinson selection was an admission that there are a lot of ways to use Gibson, but constantly smack, smashing him up the middle maybe isn't the way to go. Robinson gives them that more secure inside runner. He doesn't fumble. He hasn't had an injury history. And last year, Washington's best success, a four-game winning streak, came when the offense was able to go with ball control. It kept the defense fresh. Um, and all that worked in unison. And I think this, this the pick of Robinson is sort of an, an acknowledgement of this is where we want to be as a team. This is what worked last year. And I think all three will get a lot of work, but I really do. It'll be interesting to see, you know, who gets the goal line work, how many touches for each. Gibson's still the main guy, but I think his, his workload is going to lessen, which maybe makes him more effective ultimately. And, and I think that's kind of what they're hoping for. Ben, we're up against it, but want to ask you, what's the latest on Daniel Snyder? <laughs> how, how much time do I have? Uh, like 30 seconds. Boy, I, <laughs> I've set you up yeah, for failure sure. right there. That is my fault. No, no, no. I mean, at this point, we're just waiting to see with Congress whether or not he will give a uh, deposition to the oversight committee. There's a negotiating back and forth, his side saying, we're open to doing it, but we, 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 only, we have certain dates, and the Congress is saying, eh. Not so, you know, he's not really helping the cause. So it, it, we'll see. I'm not expecting him to testify anytime soon. There's a lot of reasons for that, political and otherwise. So mm-hmm. I'm going to guess it doesn't happen, but that's kind of where we're at, waiting to see if they can agree upon a date uh, sometime this summer. He was subpoenaed by the House Oversight Committee to testify in front of Congress, but as Ben had mentioned, and uh, reality seems to suggest he would not try to incriminate himself and say anything under oath to Congress that could get him in quite a bit of hot water. He is Ben Standig, senior writer for The Athletic, covering the Washington Commanders, joining Courtney Cronin and Harry Douglas here on Canty and Carlin. Ben, thanks so much. Have a great weekend. Hey, you too. Thanks so much for having me. Not a problem. We appreciate it. So our two-a-days series will continue throughout the summer as we get ready for NFL training camps just under three weeks until those begin. We did the Washington Commanders today and the Chicago Bears. Find out next week. Could be the other teams in those two divisions. Probably will be. All right, the decision happened 12 years ago today. We discuss its impact coming up next.